Now, last time. The, um, we were talking about last, last year, we were discussing the importance of, of darkness and the importance of, of, of understanding where we're weak. We, we all have strengths and we all have weaknesses and no one has the same strengths and no one has the same weaknesses. And one of the goals in life is to, is to really know oneself, to understand what your strengths are and understand what your weaknesses are. We focused a little bit on speaking about the power of, of someone's weaknesses um, and how it's there to maybe help you be more honest with yourself. Uh, strengths can help life be a little bit easier. That's what strengths can do for a person, whether their personality, whether your uh, natural gifts of who you are. Your weaknesses, and this is what we spoke about a little bit last time, are more to help you um, obviously, there are many things that a weakness can do. But your weaknesses help you be more honest with yourself and the world to be honest with you. Right? When someone sees that they are... Um, when, so, when someone sees that they are lacking in something, so, uh, so what that does to you, to all of us, is it... It makes you question. Okay, what 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 do I uh, what do I do with that? Um, you know, how can I understand that about myself? Um, what what is it? You know, we'll, we'll give an example because we we uh, I really want to start up with Chavetz Chaim again. The halachas we haven't really been doing the halachas, but we'll just talk a very simple example when someone bothers you, right? If you call that a weakness, oh, this guy bothers me so much. This person bothers and triggers me and bothers me so much. So you look at that as a weakness. I'm so weak that this person makes me jealous. I'm jealous. Let's talk about jealousy. You talk about jealousy as, let's call that a weakness, even though that's what I was saying last week, uh, last week, two days ago, when I was saying it's, it's, it's funny how you look at strengths and weaknesses. In a certain way, your strengths can be your weaknesses, and your weaknesses can be your strengths. Why? Because when you're having a good day and everything's easy, that could be uh, weak. Because, right? Here, let's talk about sports for a second. When somebody's playing sports, or any game for that matter, you're playing chess. I guess chess is a sport also. You're learning, right? You're whatever you're doing. If your chavrusa is not challenging for you, if the guy on the court, right, is not playing, right, such good defense, and you're playing with a bunch of, you know, eighth graders, and you're winning, you're working out, and you're not lifting, you know, something that's b bigger than what you need to work out, so then you're not going to be progressing. You're going to be going down. You're not going to be progressing. So you're, so it's not so much your weakness being a weakness as much as, and this is, that, that's really the theme of what we were talking about. We were talking about the fact that my weaknesses are actually my strengths. And when a person realizes that 
that what I'm missing and the things that are hard for me are actually the things that will strengthen me, right? Our strengths are more like, you know, like I say to many people when it comes to your brains, you know, people who have heard this from me, you know, this guy's a smart guy. And I always say the same thing. I don't, it's absolutely meaningless when, when somebody's smart. Besides the fact that most smart people who are told they're smart are so upset that they were told smart. For some reason, parents like to tell their kids that they're smart. And I'm just telling you guys before you have kids, don't tell your kids they're smart. It doesn't help your kids to tell them that they're smart. People like to be smart because the world tells us that being smart is beneficial, so they tell their kids, you're smart. But anyone who is told that they're smart, anyone knows about that, um, again, I'm not getting into it right now, but it's a very negative thing. They did once a, um, a, uh, a uh, experiment with two classes. Um, one class, one class um, they, they uh, gave a, I think little kids even, maybe third, fourth graders, I remember reading this, it was incredible. Uh, third or fourth graders, if anyone heard this, you could correct me, because uh, it's like a famous study that they did. They had a, a group of kids and they gave them an assignment that they didn't know and they worked hard and blah, 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 blah. And they said, okay, and then they gave another group and they both basically did, they split them evenly according to their level of learning, their level of motivation, pretty much even. To one group, they said, oh, you know, you guys did well because you're, you know, you guys are smart, but you could do better next time, something like that, but they pushed the smart thing. The other guys, they said, you did well, blah, 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 because you worked hard. Not because you're smart, because you worked hard. Then they redid, redid another test with them, and the guys who were told, because you worked hard, did significantly better than the guys who were told that they're smart. So that, that's, a, that's just to tell you guys, mark this for God willing, when you're uh, married with children, and you'll have your kids, and you're going to want to tell them how smart they are, don't tell them how smart they are. Tell them that they, Baruch Hashem, you could say, you have the ability to think, you have the ability to, to accomplish, you have the ability to do things, but uh, for some reason, I'll, I'll maybe understand it more so I can talk about it much deeper. Um, but again, I've spoken to many guys who were told that they're smart, they're brilliant, it's like, uh, you know, it's like a double-edged sword. It's not double-edged, it's, it's like uh, on one hand they love it, on one hand they hate it. It's like, a, it's like an interesting thing. Okay, anyway, but the reason I'm saying that is because it's part of the problem. Why, what, what was I saying? If someone tells me, oh, this guy's smart, I'm like, what does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. Is, are they working hard? Are they putting in the effort? Are you pushing yourself to get there? Because at the end of the day, that's the person who's going to be successful. The successful people are the people who are going to persevere and the people who are going to work through whatever they need to work through to get to wherever they're going to get to. It's not how you're born. It's not what you're, especially when you're at this age. It's not how you're, it's not the profile that you have now. And I don't mean profile as far as, you know, uh, uh, you know on, the, on your WhatsApp uh, thing. I'm saying your profile of who you are. I've seen many kids in my class from elementary school, high school, who were the quote-unquote the smarter kids, right? They didn't, they didn't, they didn't 
go, they didn't, they're good, they're good guys, but I'm saying when you're in elementary school and high school, right, who's, who gets all the credit? The guys, right, when you're in school, who does well? You got an A, right, right, which is another, you know, uh, uh, farce, right, that you get A, you get straight A's based on your, you, you know, not your effort, not on your midos, not on that, it's all based on whether you are bright and doing well. That's the way the world, and even our world, even, the, even our world growing up in element, I'm, I'm sure you guys have had that also. Who is, who is the guy who's doing the best, the guy who's the smartest in the class? Why? He could, be the, he could be the nastiest guy. He could be the one who doesn't work so hard, right? And then on the bottom of the report card, right, in the fine, you got to look for it. It has, you know, E for effort and the midos. Those are like the numbers. But, but the main report card is what you got on the grade. Why, why does it have to be that way? Why can't it be the opposite? Why can't you put the grade on the bottom of what they got but have the midos and effort as the main thing? So you come home, right? And I've, had, I've spoken to, the, to, to, to everyone here about this. Um, not to everyone here. I've said this in this year many times. God willing, when you'll sit with their ki your kids and they come with, home with a report card, I would do that. Start off by not opening the report card. How was your effort? I've done this many times with my kids studying for something. How'd you do on the test, right? Oh, Tati, I did well on the test. Wait, I'm very proud of you. Did you work hard? Yes, I mean, my kids know the drill. Come on, Tati, it doesn't matter. The grade, I know, I know, I know. But what's the point? Did you work hard? Yes, I worked hard. Do you feel that you deserve to get how much on the class? And I've done this with my kids every, every, every um, class that they've, that they've gone to. I'll sit with them before I even read the report card. Math. What would you grade yourself in math based on the effort that you put in? Would you give yourself an A, a B? Would you give yourself what would you give yourself? Because you want to train yourself. You want to train yourself. You want to change. I mean, obviously, I'm talking about children, but it begins training yourself to say, what do I value? Do I value what, what the result is, or I, or, or I value the effort. And if you value the result, which the world does, by the way, there's the billboard that I saw. If Menachem Dugan was here now, he would be able to help with it. Oh, you know what? Ah, I don't have it. Maybe you'd see. The, uh, maybe someone could look it up. The uh, Bill, who is the Giants? Bill Parcells, the Giants? He was the Giants uh, head coach. Somebody, somebody football over here? Yeah? Thumbs up, Bill Parcell. Bill Parcell. So someone look up Bill Parcell's quote about it's not. I remember seeing it on the on the New Jersey Turnpike. Someone look that up, please. You've seen it. It says it's not. It's not the effort. <laughs> Mom is the exact opposite of life. It's not the effort. And and again, he's Bill Par Parcell. He's the head coach or was the head coach of the New York Giants, right? Does it say it's not? Look up, Israel. It's not the something. It's not the. Tr no, no, no. Trophy. Something about a trophy. Bill Parcell of the trophy. You you don't get a trophy. You'll see it when it, when it comes up. So you don't get a trophy. It's on a billboard on around um, exit 16 on the by Newark Airport and the New Jersey Turnpike. Anybody have it? It's not the effort. It's not how much you. Ah, oh, here it is. Am I right, Bill Parcell? Can, can we read it? Yeah. You mind? Here it is. 
This is what America, this is what Western civilization, this is what a head coach, right? This is success. Who doesn't want to be the head coach of the New York Giants? I don't know if he still is. You don't get any medal. Here it is, guys. You don't get any medal for trying something. You get medals for results. Big billboard, right? Ready, everyone? That's a lie. That's called fake news. Well, he's right that you don't get any medals for it. He's right that what? January 6th. January 6th. See? This guy's chazering over it. Beautiful. Thank you. Sure. Unbelievable. January 6th. He has it written down, right? And that's why you're sitting here in Ms. Hilsharm writing, taking notes, and that's why you're going to be successful. You're going to be successful when you, when you don't listen to Bill Parcell. You're going to, now, maybe if you're, uh, you're in the NFL, but no one's going to the NFL. I haven't heard yet of a Jew. I mean, they have Jews who've gone, but no, one's going, no one here is going to the NFL. No offense, no matter how good you are in football, you know, no one's going to the NFL. We're, we're, uh, we're nice, sweet Jewish kids who we don't go to, we don't go, what? Shoot for the stars, okay. If a guy, I would encourage, I'd encourage somebody if they would, yeah, but we're not built like that, whatever, okay, say it Maybe one day well, somebody will get there. NBA, we haven't even gotten to the NBA yet. That guy, what's his name, Ryan, he's only in the G, uh, Avram, my son, told me he's in the, the G League. Okay, say it. come on, we knew it was going to be, come on. We're not, not going to NBA, not yet. One day. Maybe one day. Yes. Yeah. Hashem wants what? Warriors. Right, right, right. It's true. Correct. Hashem just wants us to try. Exactly. Hashem doesn't want us to win. Right? When we have to retrain ourselves because we've been brainwashed and the billboards brainwash us and people think that that's what it is. And success is, you know, success is the light is when things are clear, not when things are unclear. Okay, yes. I want to take a break on that. I want to hear yes, Judah, and then I have another thing to add. And then we got to do some Hilchus Lashonara. Yes. He didn't say for losing. Not for trying, right? Right, but but I know, I know you don't. Basic, yeah. What, what, that's not a contradiction. That it's a basic thing. But let me ask you a question, Judah. How do we get into this? Let's say you sat with your child with their report card. Or let's say you sat with yourself. And you, you, you judged yourself based on your effort. And you judged your life based on your effort. Because that's the truth. The truth is that our life, and if you want to talk about Hashem for sure, is based on effort. You have two guys. You have one guy, let's just call let guys, let's talk this out very clear. Very clear. You have one guy learning for 10 minutes. Another guy learning for 10 minutes. For this guy, it's hard for him to learn. It's hard for him to get to the base medrash. For him, it's hard to learn. He can't read so well. It's frustrating. He's having a bad day. He's having trouble concentrating. You have another guy. 
It was easy for him to get the base medrash. It's easy for him to read. Everything is easy for him. Who gets more from that? A, the guy who did the effort. That's the reality. That's the fact. Now, we don't live in that world. I've said this many times, right? Guys struggle nowadays with Shabbos. Well, I don't think guys struggle with Shabbos. They struggle with their phones and anxiety. That's a different conversation. Nobody struggles with Shabbos. You couldn't put away your phone on a Tuesday either, right? Okay, that's, that's, a, different, that's a different conversation. But the point is, is that let's talk about Shabbos, right? People struggle with Shabbos. I don't struggle with Shabbos. I love Shabbos. So where does Hashem have more nachas ruach? From my Shabbos or from the guy who is working and every 10 minutes, every hour, it's hard for him to... So to me, it's, there's no conversation. It's pashat pshat. That the person who struggles for Shabbos, he has a more... He's, he, it's more valuable because of effort. Because of effort. Yeah, Judah? Good? Judah Corey. We'll give you a Judah Corey. I respect, I respect your question. And you know what part of it is, Judah? We have to rewire our brains because of Bill Parcell. Nothing against him. I have nothing against him. That's just the world. You know what? I said it. It's in our world also. Right? The Rebbe is giving the, you know, not every place is like this, but more and more places are changing, you know, not like that. But here's the star Talmud. He's the guy who got 100 on every test. He got this, blah, 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 blah. The guy who gets the good, the Midos, and he did this. Okay, he's cute. It's nice. But that's not the, that's not the valedictorian. No, imagine if that was the valedictorian. Yehuda. That what? Good. Again, I agree with you, Yehuda. Meaning, if someone will say, the reason I got a 70 on the test, I've had this with my kids, is because I didn't put, on, put in the effort, then that's cool. That's great. That's fine. But some kids don't put in the effort and they get 100. Some kids put in the effort. No, no, I'm saying some kids don't put in so much effort and they get 100. Some kids put in right? More, and they get a 70. Wait, 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 so that might be you. you oh, one second. Has anybody here ever, and I will put myself number one, or that's not fair because I'm already like uh, influencing. Has anyone here ever tried very hard on something and not gotten 100? There are certain things, okay, so you're you're, there are certain things that even if you try hard and hard and hard and hard and hard, sometimes it's hard for people. Some people have, some people, Yehuda, some people have dyslexia. Some people have re, real reading. No, no, well, one second, it's not talking, but I'm saying they're putting in effort and they're not able to. So it doesn't, that, that, you, you are right that a lot of times it does come down to effort. But, but we don't give ourselves the credit for the effort that we do. That's not what we focus on, right? We don't focus on that. We focus on the, on the metal that, that, that someone else gives us or that other people. Yes, Binyamin. Yeah. 
Correct. I agree with you. So you know, I'm saying, I just want to, because it's being recorded, you're saying that even the guy who didn't put in effort and got 100 versus the guy who did put in a lot of effort, didn't get 100, there's nothing wrong with giving the guy who got 100 credit for what he did. I agree with you. I agree with you. But when I'm teaching myself and I'm teaching my children, I want to remind myself what life is about. I want to remind myself that it's not about getting 100. It's about putting in the effort. What do you say to the kid Great question. So what do you say to the kid who didn't put in effort, who got a hundred? Great question. I would tell him, um, that's awesome. That's great. Awesome. That's, that's beautiful. Um, I think kids like that usually are not so satisfied. They would want to maybe switch to challenge themselves more because everybody wants to be challenged. Usually kids who got hundreds and things were easy for them, they got kicked out of class, they're bored, the, the, the things are you know, silly for them and they're not so motivated. The motivation's gonna come when you're like, okay, I wanna work hard. Everybody wants to work hard. Everybody wants to push. Everybody wants to like feel that they're sweating. We're lazy because we're naturally lazy. But we all wanna feel good like we're like we're getting, getting into things. Nobody wants to just get 100 on everything and that they're bored, right? They want to be challenged. What's better? What's better to get 100? Like, that's what I'm saying, right? Everybody wants to go win a game of basketball. Everybody wants to win. But where are you going to feel good? Would you feel better if you won, if you beat a kid who is five years younger than you? Or if you went neck and neck with a Division One, right? If you played a, a Division, you know, well, let's be more realistic. If you played a Division, why you, what was his name, Ryan, Ryan Terrell. If you had a one-on-one -on -one with Ryan Terrell and you lost and they played over here and the whole yeshiva was watching you across and you, won, and you lost by seven, but you were in the game, most of the game, but you lost by seven. Would that not be more valuable than if you took a, you know, a Moshav kid who's seven years old off the street and whooped him? What? What did you say? That feels good too. That feels good too. So good. The reason that feels good, Yehuda, is because of Bill Parcell. The reason that feels good is because of the lies that they told us. That's why it feels good. It feels good because, oh, I won because I got the hundred. But if somebody would say, wait, it's not about whether you won. It's, it's, it's how much effort you're putting in, then you wouldn't, then you wouldn't feel so good. Yeah. Shkoyach binyamin. Shkoyach binyamin. Thank you. I like it. Very good. You know, isn't it so refreshing to talk about things that are actually, that are true and things that make sense? Isn't it just refreshing to remind ourselves about just that things are just, this is like simple, and we all know it, and it's like not so complicated, but we just forget, we just forget these things? Yes, Ravillo. I think it's fair to say that, based on things of this time, right? Right. And I mean, there's a truth that in the big world out there, right. you don't, 
get the result. You're not right, getting right, the result. Correct, correct, correct. And in the Torah world and Hashem's right, world, right. it's not right, true. It's really based on that. Right, right. I mean, it is true in the secular world. Right. If you don't have but the only reason and correct. you don't have what it is, so you might correct. not bring whatever you need. Right, but I, I, the only reason I'm 100%, but our school systems aren't like that. Yeah. And I grew up in a theater and I had a regular Tudah. Right. My sons both came home with a Tudah where the whole thing was just writing of the Rebbe of, of the, the beautiful traits that my son has. No okay, amazing, amazing, amazing. Great. Baruch, Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. That's great. That's great. That is. So I, and I said, Baruch Hashem, things are changing. And th that is. But, but you know, most places... Yeah. Yeah, it's a chiddush. It's great. It's beautiful. Yes, Chaim. Please, please. Yes. So, so let's say someone is changing, you know, making it a Hollywood. You know, they dedicated their entire life, and they never making it. Now they're on the streets. Right. So where we're all the time, a guy's trying to get to Hollywood. Like he tried his very, very best. Right. For example, tried very, very best, right. and now it's his whole life, now he's on the streets. Right. Like, so, does this effort really matter here? Right. Um, right. Correct. So, uh, again, it's hard to get, get theoretical um, examples. I like more like live examples. Because, no, 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 I know what you're trying to say, but you're saying what kind of, um, what kind of, um, you know, uh, consolation prize or whatever it's called could you give somebody who's effort 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 and that's great that's a good point so what do you do when you have effort 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 and you just don't make it what do I do what do you do effort 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 so Yehuda can't relate to that so much because Yehuda didn't didn't understand that so much right what do you do when you're trying so Yehuda will say try harder right Oh, very good, Chaim. Very good. What? Oh. So there are two things that happen. Shlaim, yeah, we'll let you go, Shlaim. Of course. Thank you, Rabbi. Thank you. Um, I think the worst work you can ever I think reward is a very important thing. You don't reward yourself. Yes. Beautiful. Perfect. Oh. You know what? I want to say something beautiful. I'm so excited because I had a whole different thing that I wanted to talk about today, and I was giving like a hakdama. From, from a few days ago, but this is segueing exactly what I wanted to talk about. And what you're saying, Shlaim, is beautiful. And Shua said it. Chaim, I love the question. And I think it's important for us to talk about this. We'll get to you in a second, Tully. I just want to just uh, sort of clarify where we're at, and then we'll, we'll get more over here, right? What happens is when a person is working hard and hard and hard, he also has to ask himself a question. I think Shua mentioned this. Shleim is already mentioning certain ways to work with yourself. It's very, very, very important to enjoy what you're doing. That's what I was going to talk about today. It's very, very, very important to love what you do. It's very, very, very important to really, really be able to mix hard work with loving what you're doing. Because if you love what you do, you're going to do it better and you're going to do it great and you'll work harder at it. Now, you, got to, you can love what you do. It doesn't mean that every time you do it, it doesn't mean that it's easy. It doesn't mean that it's not challenging. 
And it doesn't mean that you're not going to have hard days. But if you love what you do and you get in touch with what you love, what you do, you're most probably going to be successful at that which you're doing. And I'll tell you why also. If you don't love what you do, right, then what happens is you can't push yourself so much. You can't really be so mashuga about it, be so crazy about it. But when someone's in love about what they do and they're obsessed in a positive, healthy way, obsessed, and they just love it and they're natural at it. See, the problem is, is part of another problem that we have. And the problem is that people are boxed into, you got to do this and you got to do this and you got to do that. But when a person starts learning what he loves to do and what he's good at doing and what feels right, Right? Someone, there's some people who love you know, to work out. Some people just love it. Some people can't stand it. Some people love to jog more. Some people love money more. Some people love learning when it comes to learning. It's the same exact thing. Some people love learning Chumash. Some people don't relate so much to Chumash. They love Halacha. Some people love Gemara. Some people learn within Gemara love Ian. They love delving in. Some people, eh, it's not so much for me. I like to be pikias. I like to move a little bit further. There's no right or wrong thing to do. It's about learning what you love to do. And that usually will help you to become successful. A guy who loves what he does, usually, and obviously you got to work hard. Obviously you got to make goals. Obviously you got to put a lot of things to it. You will most probably be successful. Most of the time, if you're doing something and you're working hard and you're not accomplishing it, it's usually either because you don't really love it, either you're not, like Yehuda said, you're not working hard enough, or it could be your expectations are too high, could be you're in the wrong field, whatever it might be. Okay, totally. Yeah. What? Correct. Correct. And usually, one second. Usually, you love the things that you're good at. Usually, those go. Usually, those go together. Most people love things that they're good at, and they're good at things that they love. It's it's very natural. It's very natural. People who love music and they are good at playing music, they start getting because you spend time doing it. They're not. Exactly. Maybe they're good at that. Correct. Exactly. Finding, and the key is what's, what's so beautiful about, about, about the world that Hashem created for us is He gave us so many options. He gave us so many options to do things. You could become a banker. You could become a lawyer. You could become a, a teacher. You could become a social worker. You could become a whatever. The, the list goes on. A doctor. You could become anything you want to become. You could be in a learning Torah all day. You could teach Torah. You could be a anything. You could be an engineer. You could be a pilot. I have a friend of mine, right? He's a pilot. Good for him. Right? You could be a physical trainer. You could be a videographer. You could do anything. And then in Torah, of course, same exact thing. You can learn. That's where all the svarim, all the svarim. You can learn, you know, Mishnayis. You can love, some people love Mishnayis. You've got to find your niche. You've got to find it. And, and, and that's where, like we said the other day also, you've got to talk to people. Ask people. Talk it out with people. 
What, what do you think I'm good at? What, what am I not good at? If you're not so good at this, you're good at that, you're this and that, this, it's unlimited. We, we make ourselves so, we, we become so small-minded. Judy, you had your hand up before? So let me hear. I want to hear from you, Judah. I was about to ask, would you say, like, finding your niche or your niche or niches in life, like, you guys have Yeah. A million percent. Mm-hmm. I, 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 the, word, the word find the key to happiness is hard. You'll definitely be happier. A key. A key to, to you know what? I, I, I'll say you'll, you'll, you'll be more motivated. You know, this is one thing that's so, so, so crucial for everybody to hear. Being motivated is natural. People don't know that. Motivation is natural. Now, you could learn how to motivate yourself, but people who are unmotivated, it's, it's, you got to look at children. You have to look at children. The natural thing is we want to conquer. We want to accomplish. We want to do. We want to be busy. We want to, nobody, no one naturally wants to do nothing. No one naturally wants to be burnt out. Nobody naturally wants to wake up. If you're waking up at 10 o'clock, if you're waking up at 12 o'clock consistently, consi- consistently, that's not a problem of why am I waking up at 12 o'clock. That's not the problem. It means something is not working right because the natural again it doesn't mean you're not tired we're all tired to get out of bed it's hard for everybody to get out of bed no matter when you go to sleep the bed's comfortable it's not about i'm lazy so i gotta get out of bed but if you're missing your day if you're not starting off your day like like with a goal with a vision accomplishing then that's a that's a deeper question it's not like oh i gotta put my i gotta make my alarm clock go louder you don't have to make your alarm clock, right? It's one of my favorite lines. The greatest alarm clock is purpose. Purpose is the greatest alarm clock. No one, no one, no one has to force you out of bed. It's hard to get out of bed because it's hard to get out of bed. But, but if you love what you do, you're going to more naturally want to get out of bed. Not because I'm forced to get out of bed. I got to get the chakras. I got the chakras. You want to be able to do that. And don't look at that as a luxury, guys. Don't look at that as a luxury. It's not a luxury to say, I want to be functioning well. That's the way you want it to be. It doesn't mean you can't have a bad day. It doesn't mean you can't have a day off. It doesn't mean you can't have a day of vacation. It just means, in a general sense, that's the way you want to be living your life. Because what you say, everybody have the same body, the same body. No, what? You have success. Everybody, you have the same body. True. You look, Michael Jordan, I, you guys don't remember this so much in my, in my time. Well, Michael Jordan went to play baseball, right? He played baseball. He, didn't, he, didn't, he wasn't successful or whatever to the level of, uh, you know, I don't know if he would have gotten into the major leagues if he wasn't Michael Jordan. You know, I don't know if they would have scouted him out. He wouldn't have, exactly. So, Michael, we love you. Stick to basketball. It's not a, you know, uh, 
In my day, there was Bo Jackson. Yeah, heard of Bo Jackson? So Bo Jackson did both. Right, you remember? Rabbi Friedman remembers. Right, sorry. There was another guy who also did that. There was another guy more, more, more recent. Bo Jackson was our time who played, he played both uh, football. Oh, yeah, right. Deion Sanders, exactly. So to play two sports, all right. How many, are, how many guys are like that? There aren't too many people like that. It's hard to be, it's hard to be you know, uh, hard to be great at everything. Try and be great at one thing. Try and be great. Try and be great at the natural thing. That's the crazy thing. You know, Chaim, your example is a sad example of a guy. Not, I don't, I don't mean it like that. Meaning, it's a great example, but it's sad for the guy who's working in the wrong thing for his whole life. Sad. Singing. Singing's the only thing that makes him happy. It's what he does, it's what he loves, it's the only thing that makes him happy. Right. And he's trying his best. Right. And he doesn't need to make it. He doesn't need to go to Hollywood. He just needs to sing. And sing away. Well, I'm saying he wants to make a career out of it. That's what I'm saying. Okay, but I'm saying, but that's already. So what? I'm saying, your example of a guy who wants to sing. So sing. Go sing. Go make records. Go make music. Whether you got there, you didn't got there. Whether you got there, you didn't get there. That's not, that's already, of course, we all want to go to Hollywood. We all want to be, you know, that people give us the validation. But, but when you feel good about yourself, you don't even need the validation. Because I'm having a good time either way. I'm having a good time. You want to enjoy, you want to enjoy what you do. You want to love what you do. And then the validation will come when it will come. But when your whole purpose is to find the validation... And that's my whole goal. Then you're setting yourself up for danger. I don't believe anyone, I don't believe anyone who really makes it somewhere, even if it's Hollywood. I don't believe necessarily they said, okay, I want to make it there. They, they, were, they were following their natural flow of who they wanted to be. And then, and then it ends up like that. You know, it, it, it's, it's obviously you've got to make goals, you know, but... But it's more important to be, to be tuned in to, to yourself. Than, than, and the goals will come. You'll, be, you'll have more goals. You'll be more excited. That's why I love kids. You watch kids. Kids are always jumping around. They're always doing stuff. They're always going. They're not, you know, they don't want to take a nap. They don't even want to go to sleep. I still, to this day, anyone who has little kids knows they don't want to go to sleep. Why not? They're excited about life. I got to do. I got to this. Right? Until what happens? Until we ruin them. And we tell them, don't do this. Don't do this. You got to do this. And you got to do this. You got to do this. And stop thinking like this. And stop running around like this. And stop blah, 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 blah. Okay, you need to discipline. Of course you need to discipline children. That's, that, that's a different conversation. They, they need to go to bed at a certain time. They need to take a shower. They need to, to, to act a certain way. 100%. But, but, but not, to, not to stunt who they are. You know, and, 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 and what, what, they're, what they're great at. Yeah, Chaim, makes sense? Yehuda? Let's say somebody has like a bunch of energy. Now what? Let's say somebody has a bunch of energy. Good. Great. So most of the time, great question, Yehuda. Most of the time, they're going to be within a similar uh, category. Most of the time, they're going to lean in one area. 
There might be a wider, right? Listen, I know, you know some people love uh, technical stuff, right? I'm speaking to someone recently who has a job. They love teaching. They love people. And they took a job for, for more practical reasons for their family. They took a job that is the opposite of, 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 of what they're good at, the opposite of what their strength is, right? They're, they're, they're miserable. It's hard for them. Why is it hard for them? You could pay, you could pay, if someone, if someone, I'm trying to think of an example, right? You couldn't pay me, you couldn't pay me all, you know, I've said this before. This is, a, this is, this is really the way I, I say it. If someone, if someone offered me 10, if someone offered me, I, I could say to support the yeshiva, you guys don't, can't appreciate what that means for me. But if someone said, I'll give you $10 billion, I'll give you $10 billion, but you got to run the yeshiva this way, this way, that way, that way, that I would totally disagree with, and I would think it would be wrong, and that, but he, but he would give me $10 billion to wake up every morning, and I can't talk about Mr. Shop, I gotta talk about Bill Parcells, I can't, I can't talk the way I talk, I gotta this, but we got right? I, I, I wouldn't do it. Why wouldn't I do it? Because I'm such a great guy? No, because I wouldn't be at a, it's not, I, I, I wanna do what I love to do. I want to do what talks to me to do. All the money in the world is not going to make me want to do what someone else wants me to do. And, and, and Yehuda, when a, when a person begins to really tune in to what, and, and even to answer your question on another aspect, even if you do have different things, so start with one. I remember I had a friend, I had someone who, went, who was a doctor and was a, he was a lawyer. He was a malpractice lawyer. He was great because he was a doctor. I don't know which one he went to first. So that's unique. It's very unique to find someone who does that. But you have it. I have my brother, my own brother, who is a cardiologist, very high-level cardiac surgeon. He went to Harvard, very successful doctor. So what he did was, he was a doctor for many years, did a lot of heart surgery for many, electrophysiology, which is putting in pacemakers, very, very successful as a doctor. And because he was that, so listen to this, because he was that, when he would go to companies that sold defibrillators, which are the pacemakers that you put into a heart, they would um, want to ask him advice. Is this a good device? Is that a good device? It ended up that a multi-billion dollar company hired him to stop being a doctor. He more leaned towards the business world to help them with defibrillators. So, exactly. It's when, it was in the same thing, but different strengths. One is for a tkufa, dealing with patients, dealing with people, right? I had that also, right? I had that also. Meaning I was a Rebbe for many, many years and I loved being a Rebbe. Just a Rebbe, Rebbe. Not dealing with budgets, yeshiva, different stuff. Being a Rosh Yeshiva comes with many different challenges. But what happens? Hashem puts you in different things. If you try and, and, and do you, you do you, you continue doing you, then certain doors 
open up. You don't have to look at it so much like, okay, right now at 18 years old, at 25 years old, I gotta make my career decision for the rest of my life. This is what I love to do. I love people. I love money. Some people love money. I love business. Some people love whatever, whatever it is. Get in touch with that. Once you get in touch with that and you start going with that, things will start opening up. You'll start feeling better about yourself. You'll start waking up earlier. You'll be motivated. You'll feel, you'll feel good. It's funny how we start off with the weaknesses. But the weaknesses really are there in a certain way. Our weaknesses are there to really teach us. It's very good to know what you're jealous of. It's very good to know what you're, what you're weak in. It's very good to be aware. For the reason of sometimes you, you want to avoid it. You've got to avoid that. But sometimes also it could give you insight. You know what? Look at it that way. Your weaknesses could give you stuff to stay away from. Sometimes you want to overcome them, which you have to a little bit. But you also have to know, listen, I'm just not good at that. I could, I could barely. I remember when I, when I was in college, when I was in a master's program, I remember I took statistics. I, I did it. I was Yotazai, and I hated it. I hated statistics. I couldn't stand it. I don't know how I actually ended up getting like an A, uh, an A. I don't know. My, I have no idea how I did that, right? Yeah, I worked hard, but I knew like this is not for me. I'm not a statistics guy. I'm not a statistics guy. You have to get to know yourself. And that's good to know that. There's nothing wrong with knowing, to knowing your weakness. Now, sometimes you got to, within a job, sometimes you got to deal with certain things that, you know, because of that, your weaknesses that you're working on will, will uh, overflow into that. Sometimes it overflows into that. Okay. We didn't do a halacha. Uh, I'll just quickly just talk about Lashon Hara for one minute. Yes.
they're just learning to just work themselves through and to really mind their own business in a certain way. It doesn't mean your parents are going to change. It doesn't mean suddenly things start getting, getting better, that your parents start getting better. But you start letting go and you start realizing that that's not my job. My job is not to parent my parents. My job is not to change my father. My job is not to change my mother. That's not my job. My job is to change myself. My job is not to change my roommate. My job is not to change anybody. My job is to change myself. And when you live in that, in that mahalach and in that world of, I got I to gotta figure myself out more. I got to learn how to be more patient. I got to learn how to you know, do whatever it is that I got to do. Each and every one of us to, to, know what, to know what we need to do. The more you really just focus on yourself, the more life is easier. It's easier. As opposed to I got to please this person. I got to change that person. I got to control that one. I got to control that one. Right? Today is the uh, elections. You guys, this doesn't affect. I mean, it does affect everybody. But it's not, you know, the elections, I spoke about this Friday night. The elections are, are obviously important for the B'nai Torah on a practical level. But the truth is, in, in the global uh, uh, you know, perspective of things, it, has, it doesn't matter who wins the elections, who doesn't win the elections. What matters is how I act towards my friend in the dining room. It matters how I act towards people when I walk you know, in the base medrash. It matters how my Lushan Hara is. It matters, you know, what, what, how I'm living my life. At the end of the day, if everybody collectively, right, that's the old story. If everybody collectively would make their bed, if everybody collectively would clean up their mess, then there wouldn't be messes all over with everybody else. The problem is when people are not worried about fixing themselves and they're worried about fixing everybody else, and what happens? You don't end up fixing yourself. He's trying to fix you. I'm trying to fix him. So I don't get fixed. He doesn't get fixed. And then we're, there's a, you don't, you don't, nobody, everybody loses. As opposed to, I got to fix myself. You got to fix yourself. Or you don't even have to fix yourself. I got to fix myself. And when a person focuses on that, I got to heal myself. I got to help myself. I gotta, and then people say, oh, but Rebbe, what about being selfish? You know what I say? It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I guarantee you the greatest thing you could do for somebody else is take care of yourself and be good to yourself because then that'll influence the other person. You'll be a great, you'll be a great influence on the world when you, when you yourself have it together. Hashem should help us all have an amazing Tuesday which goes into Wednesday. We're getting ready for Wednesday already. And uh, everyone, if you could have a conversation with Rafi, who's a legend over here, it's worth it. He's back. He's back again. Good to see you. And uh, have a wonderful day, everybody.